listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Creative Pep Talk exists to help you find breakthroughs in your creative journey. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza! Let's get into this juicy episode. Let's go. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it, got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. Okay, so we have a new Skillshare class out right now called Social Media for Creatives, Five Exercises to Power Your Freelance Career. And it's all about how you take people who don't even know about your practice, turn them into followers, and then eventually get them to be true fans that that create the most solid, solid foundation for your creative practice. That's what the class is all about. And I thought we could actually kick this thing off, this new, different, more sane, but effective approach to social media by doing an episode with 31 social media prompts. Essentially, different ideas on the types of things that you can post on social media. Now, I thought we could do this as pep Tober, okay? You've heard of Spectober, maybe, Inktober, Drawtober, Drawloween. There's all kinds of different ones and there's different months and everything. Peptober is meant to be an effective way to show up on social media. That's a lot lazier than all those other ones because these 31 prompts, first of all, 
You can approach them two different ways. You can approach it like a buffet. You can pick and choose and just use these prompts any time of the year on any day that you want. You don't have to use them all. You don't have to do them in all in October. But they're just a bunch of different ideas because I think we think that the purpose of social media as an artist is to just become these content generating machines that just make new stuff all the freaking time or you can never stay relevant. I just want to massively debunk that because in my experience and in my experience researching others that really do well on social media, they actually rarely post brand new things custom designed for individual platforms. But a lot of us feel the pressure to do that. And so for one, you can take these 31 prompts and you can use them like a buffet and just pick and choose whenever you want to kind of use these as ideas to stimulate your creativity when showing up on social media. Or you can treat it like a 31 course meal and post every single day all the way from the 1st to the 31st of October. Now, to make it even lazier, but I believe still very effective, maybe even more effective than creating brand spanking new stuff every day, this whole list will be able to be achieved. You'll be able to post something new every single day for a month and only have to make one actual new piece of work. Okay, now you could you can take this list and make a completely new thing every day if you want to do that. I'm not going to do that. There were times in my creative practice where I would have done that, um, but I, I'm not in that place anymore. But I also created all of them except for one, a alternative of what you could post that is not brand new work. And the point is to shift your mind from I am a content generating machine to social media is a place to show up and stay top of mind with my followers and fans. And it's a place to be social, a place to engage, a place to have fun. Okay. And so we're going to go through this list. Some of them are going to be super quick. I'm literally just going to say it. You're going to know what I mean. We're not going to go into it. Some of them, I actually am going to add some extra flavor and get into some nuance of why those ideas are kind of special or new or fun. And ultimately this challenge is open to post anywhere. If you want to take it as an Instagram challenge and just post every single day on the main feed, fine. But if you want to take the challenge and say, I'm going to post on one social media platform in one way, it could be a story, could be a reel, could be a TikTok, could be a tweet, whatever. That's totally fine too. The point of this is to help you create a habit out of your social media that is fun and effective and does not destroy your soul or your mental health or just crush you with ultra crazy productivity gone wild. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't like hurting anyone's feelings, and I always like, I'm the king of the clarifiers, the, the qualifiers. I'm not saying anything bad about Inktober or Drawtober or Slow Timber or all the different ones. There were daily practices of creating that were essential to me getting where I'm at. And if those things help you create a creative habit, you know I'm down for that. Uh, but... I wanted to create a project that you could follow along with 
with social media that would show you a different way to approach it that will not cause you to burn out. Now, even after this challenge, I don't necessarily recommend showing up each and every day, but hopefully with this list of 31 different types of posts that you can do, I hope you feel inspired to show up more regularly, to have more fun, and to take the pressure off and ultimately feel and actually be more successful on social media. Let's do it. Peptober, let's go. Okay, number one, the first prompt is a reintroduction. This is something we forget to do. You see people out there do it. I want to put a little spin on it. So don't you tune out and be like, yeah, I know how to reintroduce myself. I want to add something to it. But essentially, this could be a picture of you. It could be a self-portrait. It could be a list of these various things that I'm going to talk about. But I think it's actually a good practice to, you know, every quarter or so, introduce yourself to your followers. It's a way of getting personal. It's a way of associating with particular things to build out your brand and how people think of you and what they associate with you. But it's a great way to stay top of mind with a really low lift. So reintroduce yourself to your followers. Here's my recommendation. Add in the caption or in the actual post of itself, three of your nouns. This is a thing we've talked about all year. When creators go to describe who they are and what their creative practice is all about, I think because a lot of creators are very into mood, right? I am. I love something moody and vibey and I love adjectives. I love, you know, we were listening to Phoebe Bridgers, Sophie and I were the other day. And one of the lyrics is about a rusty swinging on a rusty swing set. And I was like, Oh, paints a picture, man. That's that. Sophie pointed it out. And I thought, man, yeah, you instantly got there. Love a good adjective. But I have found that when other people describe me or their favorite artist, they usually do so by brand association. A lot of people think branding is just associating different things with the thing. That's how you show up in brand. And they usually do so by association with actual concrete things, not whimsical, not fun, not macabre, not any of those things, but actual things, people, places, things, nouns. And so if I do, when I do that post, I'm going to talk about ADHD. I'm going to talk about being a pizza lover and being a storyteller, how story is kind of like my religion. I'm so obsessed with it. Okay. And for for a little quick cheat sheet, it needs to be something you can be like a, an, or a thing you have. Like I have ADHD and I am a pizza lover or I am a storyteller or I am a feminist or I am a New Englander, which I'm not a New Englander, I'm a Midwesterner. I don't know why I said that. I am a right brainer or you might say I am someone with autism, whatever it is. I think it's really essential to put up some tent poles, to put up some nouns, some things that they can associate with who you are in terms of your identity. Think of some of your favorite artists. I'm guessing you can list out their nouns. That's number one. Number two. Number two is search your feelings. 
Use your emotions, your feelings as a metal detector for social media gold. Could I say that in any more of a crass way? But the truth is, it's important to actually make social media really human. And it's hard to remember how to do that. One of the ways is to show up with your feelings. Now, you can do this with old work. Like I said, you can take a piece of work that reminds you of something you're feeling right now and use that, or you could create something new, but use your feelings as a metal detector on what should I talk about? You know, I did one the past election when that was happening. I was feeling all these particular feelings and I made that into a post and ended up being one of the most successful posts that I ever did. And it was because it was such an authentic expression of how I was feeling. And I feel like there's something where, you know, I'm guessing my daughter, the next generation, will not have to make an effort to show up as a full human online as they become full-on cyborgs, which freaks some of you out. But for us, I feel like it's actually an effort to know how to show up authentically with your with your whole self. One of the ways is search your feelings. Search your feelings, you must. Okay, some of you hate that. <laughs> I hated it, um, but that's my best Yoda. Um, but search your feelings. Use that as a metal detector on what to post. You know, recently I saw Lisa Congdon, my friend, post about how her career is going to outlast Instagram and how Instagram's obsessed with video right now. And she doesn't do moving pictures. She does still images. And I have heard so many people feel that way and talk about that, but I hadn't seen a lot of people post about it. But Lisa is so good at being in tune with her feelings and communicating that in a human way through a social media post. Number three is a ATA, ask them anything. Now you've heard of an ask me anything, an AMA. By the way, a lot of ones on this list are three letter abbreviations. I don't know why, but I was just rolling with it. Uh, But this is an ask them anything. And I want to just clarify something that not every one of these is going to be, <laughs> have this much explanation, but I'm starting, I wanted to start with some really big, important ones. So the third one is an ATA, ask them anything. And this gets at one of the big major shifts that I want you to have as you show up on social media. There is a TED talk that we've talked about on this show before by Nancy Duarte, where she says that the audience needs to be the hero. When you get it, the TED talk is about how to give a successful TED talk. And she says a lot of people get up to do a presentation and they think that they're the hero because they're on stage and those talks tend to do poorly. But the ones that go well are the people that show up as AKA just who I was a minute ago. And I just totally fooled you all Yoda Uh, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, or Dumbledore, or Maui, or take your pick. You're the guide. You're not the hero. And actually, I actually would take that all the way into your art practice as a whole. I believe that it's a lot of great art is an artist finding some truth or something of beauty or something moving and profound or helpful or a critique, and then guiding their audience to find the same thing. I think it's some, it's less about the, the glory of the artist, the artist and the impact that they have. And so as you show up on social media, what does it look like to shift away from this page is all about me. You want to know more about me? What about me? And 
make a post that's asking them a question that you're generally curious about. The posts that center around questions for me tend to perform and engage at so much higher of a rate, and it's also just more fun to use social media to be social. And so create a post that asks your audience audience a question and actually listen to and engage with their answers. All right, number four. Number four is create a part two. Go back to a post that was ultra successful and then do a part two. George Lucas didn't make episode four and just stop there, which even that's just deeply confusing. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. He made another one. He made a sequel and they kept making them because they kept being successful. And think about it. Where would we be if there wasn't a Marshall Mathers LP2 or a Blueprint 2 or a Chronic 2? thousand one. We wouldn't have forgot about Dre. I mean, come on. The amount of time that that just kept me busy trying to memorize, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to wrap it, but I could because Dre wasn't afraid of the sequel. So go back. I actually have some posts. I did a, for the last Skillshare class, I did these style guides for some of my creative heroes, Tova Jansen, Boys to Men, Wes Anderson, and I broke down some of their reoccurring style flourishes, if you will. And I created a little guide and I thought, you know what? That was performed so well. I had a blast doing it. I could do those all day and night. I need to make a part two to that post. Now, like I said, all of these prompts besides one should be able to be accomplished without creating something totally new. And so a way to use this prompt uh, with an old work an old piece of work alternative is to highlight a sister piece of work. Do you have two pieces of work that you feel like are somehow spiritual sisters? Like they're interrelated, even though your audience probably never saw the connective tissue. Make a post with both of those things and say, I always felt like these were part of a some kind of series in some way and explain it. That's cool. Number five, process. Just show some of your process. What's the most interesting part of your process to you? What do you think is the coolest part? Just make a little reel, a little video, a little time lapse. It can be a screen captured one or it can be a video one. You know the trick. Uh, Even with reels and TikTok, you can set it to your favorite musician's music, which gives you some interesting brand association that you can bond over with that audience. Share part of your process. Number five, see, I told you some of these are going to be simple. Number six, do a post that is bringing them on stage. Bring the fans into the creative process. I read a book called Super Fans by Pat Flynn. He goes deep into this idea. He says that, you know, one of the most successful videos of Foo Fighters of all time was when they pulled a fan onto the stage that said that they could play the song and then let them play the guitar part. And it was this huge, crazy moment that their fans were bonkers over. And it became a thing that they did over and over and over. Bringing your fans into the process is huge. For me personally, we recently let 
my Instagram followers help us choose which pieces of episode art we would include into the calendar. We did this Instagram story series where you could do a poll and it had an arrow going up and an arrow going down and you could pick which piece you wanted to be included. That ended up becoming the most engagement we've ever had on an Instagram story. It's fun. It's social. Let them, you know, the author of Superfans, Pat Flynn, actually had people vote for which book cover to go with. Let them into the process. I think there's a place for mystery. You know, there are boundaries. There are things I don't share on this podcast on purpose, both for personal reasons and for creative reasons. I think there is a place for mystery. But I also think there's a place for connection and, and and bringing people into the fun and letting the true fans have some ownership in the process. It can be really, really cool. That's number six. Number seven is the SPC. This is a sneak peek crop. What's something you're working on right now? Can you just crop it in a way that obscures the big reveal and share that? See, some of these are simple. Number eight is a thank you giveaway. You know, one of the most engaged posts I've ever posted (laughs) have been my giveaways. And they can just be a thank you for the people that are already there. You know, we've talked about Claire Diaz-Ortiz. She is a social media expert. She used to work at Twitter. And she talks about the major shift you need to make on social media is to quit worrying about future followers and serve the ones you have. If you do that, they will tell other people it will turn into new followers. But if you don't, it will be as if you are at a networking party constantly in conversation, but looking over the person's shoulder. That energy is palatable both at the networking party and on social media. And it's so awful. It it does not serve them. So what would it look like if you just Thank them with a giveaway. Now, this could be something as complex as, you know, if you're an illustrator, you could do like a portrait of someone in the comments. You could say, we're going to do a random number generator to pick the winner, comment with your country's flag or something, whatever, whatever you want it to be, and then pick one to do a custom portrait. But it doesn't have to be that elaborate. It could also just be, we're going to pick, I'm going to look through these and I'm going to pick one of these people's to share on my Instagram stories or main feed. I'm going to share their work because I want to celebrate it. And I want to give back. Could be giving away a product. It could be giving away an original piece. It could be a ticket to an event. That's what we've done in the past. Works really super well. That's number eight. Number nine. Number nine is the crossover. You know, Liz Gilbert talks about how ideas come to you and they want to be manifested in a certain way. And sometimes you think an idea is a book and it's just a conversation or you think an idea is a podcast, but it's actually an event. Like there's all these different ways. And sometimes we get it wrong. So sometimes I do a tweet and it underperforms. I thought it was really cool. And so what do I do? I do a crossover event and I turn that tweet into a comic for Instagram. So what could it look like to take something that you put on TikTok or put in Instagram stories or, or put on Twitter or put on Facebook or whatever somewhere else and take that thing and reinvent it? It could look like taking a tweet and turning it into a visual comic, but it could also look like taking a tweet and screenshotting it and putting it 
on a nice background for Instagram. That's a way to do a really low lift, no new work kind of thing. And you'd be surprised. I've heard that kind of thing actually performs really well. And if it's an authentic thing that you really want to communicate, it's more than acceptable. Number 10 is the PUF. Uh, it's previously underperforming favorite. So did you ever put anything onto social media and it was a puff when you actually wanted it to be a bang? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But the algorithm buried it or people weren't ready for it. You know, I talked about the other week, what if the Mona Lisa was posted at the wrong time and the algorithm punished it and we never heard of it? Like that could happen nowadays. You, I'm telling you right now, some of my favorite things I ever made, I put them online and crickets, nobody was interested. I post them a year later and they're going buck wild. They're losing their freaking minds over this creative genius. Okay, not that, but I can tell you on Many occasions when I've done that, the response the second time round is so much better than the first time round for unexplainable reasons. But that is a good prompt. Take something that you thought was one of your special breakthrough things back in the day that didn't play how you thought it would and post that previously underperforming favorite. That's number 10. Number 11 is a low light. Okay, not a highlight. We're going to get to that, but a low light. Can you share one of your worst pieces of work? Can you share something that is a really hard time for you? You know, in the last episode, we talked about Rob Bell's spiritual talk on everything is spiritual. One of the things he talks about is that in the ways that, you know, two atoms bond into a molecule, they, they, there's usually a bonding agent of some kind. The bonding agent for humans unfortunately, is often not joy, but pain. We bond through our shared experience of pain. And it's so easy to show up on social media with all your highlights and craft this perfect image of the perfect artist. And guess what? That's not going to be that relatable. What would it look like if you showed up? And I'm going to do this on the 11th of October, 2020. 21, I'm going to post a piece that I made in recent years that I absolutely hate. And I'm going to talk about it in the caption, exactly why I hate it. Because we bond over our pain more than joy often. So let people in. Let yourself be a little bit relatable, a little bit vulnerable. Number 12 is, of course, your highlight. It's time to toot your own horn. I think that we don't do this enough. You know, I was thinking about how we have this word for telling on ourselves the bad things that we do. It's called confession. And I thought, is there even an opposite of confession? Is there a thing that we do where we tell on ourselves for the good things that we do? And I thought, I can't even think of a word. And I looked it up. Guess what the opposite is? A profession. If you want to have a profession, you got to get used to, you got to get comfortable with telling on yourself for the good things that you're capable of doing. And so highlight something that is maybe not even a huge performer, but a highlight in your creative career, one of your favorite pieces one of the things that maybe highlights something that you think is particularly good about your practice. That's number 12. Number 13, number 13 prompt for a social media post is a collaboration. 
Man, when I got started back in my day in 2008, we used to collab day and night. That's Gus Chiggins, one of Will Ferrell's characters. I'd be more worried about coyotes if I was you. Sorry, Mom. I know my mom doesn't ever listen to this, though, but whoever hates, I mean, don't you feel like (laughs) impressions are ultra cringe, but impossible to look away from? I don't know what it is. I love them and hate them. Anyway, we don't have time for that. You're all like, we're on number 13, Andy. We have 31 to get through. There are going to be some simple ones, I promise. Number 13 is a collaboration. Now, I'll just tell you, the number one most effective way of building this podcast has been what they call pod swaps, which is being on other podcasters' podcasts. And that's the easiest way to like give them a taste of the exact same thing in the medium that they're consuming. I highly recommend that you... Do collaborations. I'm going to drop one on October 13th with an artist that's going to be on this show. We've been passing back and forth a sketch. I am very pumped because I'm a huge fan of this artist and it's just fun. Have some fun on social media again. Get social on social media again with the collaboration. I'm having a lot of fun on this one. It's very infomercially, like very hype. And I, you know, I get pumped. I hope it's fun. Alternative for old work, celebrate a old collaboration uh, and post that and talk about and celebrate that and talk about that. Number 14, this is one of those simple ones I was talking about, a TBT. This should land on a Thursday, a throwback Thursday. Now I need to add a little bit to this so it's not super, (laughs) so I, I promise simple and it's not. I want you to go find an early piece of work that really captured your voice for a split second that you might not have been able to hold on to. I have this piece from back in the day. It's probably from like 2010, 2009, something like that, where it's a guy and he's has a sword that's gone all the way through him and he's bleeding, but uh, the lettering says smile and he's smiling. And it's how I felt working in like fast food customer service. <laughs> They're like smile, but you're dying inside. And I feel like that is something I could post today. And it looks almost exactly like the stuff I'm making. And I've heard people like Jim Gaffigan talk about how when he first started, he was like in his voice. And then he spent a long time trying out a bunch of different other types of comedic voices and ultimately returning. I don't think you can actually skip this step of leaving home and, and, and trying different things. But Tuesday Basson, also illustrator, I heard her do a talk once where she said the same thing. And I think we aren't able at the start of our career to consistently speak within our creative voice. But every once in a while, we stumble upon it. Do a throwback Thursday. This was supposed to be a short one. It's not. But do a throwback Thursday. Go back through the stuff. Find something that feels like you could have made it now because you were on to something, even if you didn't realize it at the time. Number 15, a WIP, a work in progress. Now, this is different than showing the process. This is showing an incomplete piece. Now, this can be a mix of the process prompt and the bring them on stage because you can show something as you're making it and you can actually engage with your audience and say, hey, what are your ideas? What do you think? You don't have to take them all. You don't have to be offended by them, but you can say, you know, do you like the colors? Do you like this way? Do you like this sound? Do you have any suggestions? Show something incomplete. Okay, number 16 is a COP. I told you there's a lot of 
three-letter abbreviations for some reason, a COP, and I'm calling this the Carousel of Progress in honor of my dad and his love of the Disney World ride, the Carousel of the Carousel of Progress, which is like you're in a room, and I think the the room moves around a stage, and you're watching these like old school animatronic humans talk about how things changed over time through technology. It's it's awful. It's so bad. But my dad loves it, and he always sings the song from it. I think it's a brand new tomorrow. I'm not going to sing it. I've done too much <laughs> cringy impressions today. Carousel of Progress. Here's the actual prompt. Do multiple images. If you're doing it on Twitter, you can do four. You could even do a thread. You could get into that. Tweet Tweeters like to thread. You could do a thread of pictures. On Instagram, you could do a carousel post. On stories, you could do multiple posts. On TikTok, you could do a video. I just created a video of 100 of my favorite episode art pieces from this podcast. And that was really cool. And I just flipped through them. I just did a little screen, screen capture video of me flipping through them. It's very satisfying to see the progress over time. But you could take an Instagram carousel and take 10 or five of posts from the past 10 years of making stuff and show people how you have progressed over time. It can be deeply satisfying. That's a COP. Number 17 is fan out. You don't have to make your post all about you. You can make them a playlist. And if you want to create some new art, you can create an album cover for that playlist and share that and give that away. It's a way of connecting. You can just share a bunch of other people's work on a post. You can shout the praises of other people. It's an easy way to show up online that shows your humanity. Don't be afraid to fan person out. Okay, fan out. Number 17. Number 18, BTS. Now, similar-ish to process, similar-ish to work in progress, but a little bit different. This is more like the special features on Lord of the Rings. You know, we're going to do a post about this client project that I did that I'm super pumped about. And usually I just post it. I just be like, yep, here's the picture, the thing that I made for this client. But I wanted to do one where I actually have the piece in front of me and I'm walking through even just the intuitive decisions of why I did what I did. And it can seem like the most mundane, uninteresting thing to you, but it's so fun to get a glimpse into a creator's decision-making process. And it's, it can be very surprising. You might even surprise yourself on the cleverness or exciting nature of your intuitive decisions doing it that way. There's a whole bunch of ways you can do it. You can post it, you can create a little list underneath in the caption. You could do a video. There's all kinds of ways, but share the BTS, the special features on a project of yours or a song. It's kind of like Song Exploder, that podcast and TV show where they actually isolate different sounds from a previous song. That's a super dope way to show up on social media. Number 19, an easy one, share a quote. Whenever I share a quote or letter a quote, 
I always feel like Michael Scott from The Office. There's a whiteboard and he's wrote on there, you miss every shot you don't take. And then underneath it, really tiny, it's attributed to Wayne Gretzky. And then massively underneath it, he's quoting Michael Scott, quoting himself, quoting Wayne Gretzky. That's how I feel when I let her quotes, but I still do it because I love wisdom of other people. And when a quote hits you, it is like a supernatural gift spoken into you that you carry on with. When you find one that you've never heard, you know, that recent one I shared by Percival Wilde that I found in the book Invisible Ink, which is a storytelling book by Brian McDonald. That quote is, you know, every great art conceals an even greater art. And it spoke to the mechanics of how true uh, craftspeople show up to their practice and hide. There's so many layers and you don't know those layers, but you can feel them on an intuitive level. I love that quote. I was like, it explains me. And on social media, you can take shots at it all day, but guess what? When you run across a quote, that's exactly what you needed right at the exact time that you needed it. You're pumped that it showed up in your timeline. So don't be, you're not better than that. Give me a break. You think you're better than Michael Scott quoting Wayne Gretzky? Are you think you're better than Andy J. Pizza quoting Michael Scott quoting Wayne Gretzky? You're not. Go for it. Number 19 is a quote. Number 20 is post a key to your work. You know, like a, like a map has a little key that explains all the symbols and all that stuff. Do that for your work. That's what my Invisible Things post was. If you're new to the show, I'm not going to go deep into it. You can go check me out on social media, Andy J Pizza. Um, but I have a project called Invisible Things, which a bunch of characters that personify invisible forces. And I did that because all those characters have been in my work. And I've been doing that behind the scenes since like 2012. I think that's when I first started doing that. And then I thought, nobody's picking it up. I'm just going to bash them over the head with, this is what my work is all about because I think it's pretty cool and I don't think you're noticing it. I tried to put hints out there and, and that post took off. You know, I'm a big fan of the web series, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. It's on YouTube. It's highly mature, very gross, very absurd, lots of graphic stuff in it, very strange, but I'm a huge fan. I used to be just a fan. Then I saw, after I watched the series one time, I saw a video pop up, a fan theory on YouTube that blew my freaking mind. And when I saw all of the layers of this thing, I became a super fan. That's what can happen. I feel like we've fallen off the other side of the horse, this whole thing of like, you know, the quote, if you could say it in words, there would be no reason to paint it. Edward Hopper. I'm down with that. I think art is about communicating in a way there is no other way to communicate. But I feel like right now in this time, we've fallen off the other side of the horse. We're too afraid to explain the deeper meanings, the deeper things we were trying to achieve through our work. And we, I think we can course correct it. I think great things happen when you point to some of the cool stuff going on. And actually, I read an article about how kids do not get the deeper meaning of a story if you don't explain it to them. So if you read them a story about Clifford the Big Red Dog and the, the dog pack there, the wolf pack. He was in NWO. I don't know if you knew that, the Clifford the Big Red Dog. 
only a very tiny percentage of people are going to get that reference. But if you did, you're loving it. Clifford the Big... We don't have time for that. We have 31 points. We're only on number 20. Clifford the Big Red Dog. He... (laughs) Now I'm going into a fan theory about Clifford the Big Red Dog. No, I read an article that said, if you tell them kids a story about how this three-legged dog was excluded from the dog pack... And through the story, they learned that wasn't okay. And you said, what's this story about? They would say, it's about how you shouldn't exclude three-legged dogs, right? But if you say to them, no, it's about how you shouldn't exclude anyone because they're different, then they get it. And I actually feel like this is true for adults. If you explain the purpose, the point, you know, I hear a lot of people talking smack about Marvel movies and I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of a big fan. And actually, you know, the, the amateur level of philosophy that I know tells me that a lot of these movies are based on big philosophical ideas. Are they the most nuanced thought experiments on these ideas? I probably not, but I think it's respectable. And if you show people like, you know, in-game Infinity War, that's all about how it's not your decision to sacrifice other people's lives for the greater good. And that if, if you, that real goodness is laying down your own life for others. And I'm like, whoa, man. Or, you know, Loki's always talking about how people want the illusion of freedom, not real freedom. And these are big philosophical ideas. And I feel like we've lost the tradition of explaining the meaning. We have all the sugar and none of the medicine. And so I'm down for, can you create a key to your work you can put you don't have to put a brand new piece out there show some of your pieces write a little bit about it there you go bob's your uncle all right number 21 is an syt no it's not some take on michael jackson's pretty young thing it's not shirty young thing to swear in the good place way no it's share your talent Share what do you think is the talented aspect of what you do? We had Brian McDonald on the show, story expert recently, and he was telling me that, for instance, Peter Pan is all about how there's no escaping time and that the crocodile with the clock in his stomach always ticking away is time with teeth. Time is coming for all of us. And when he told me that, guess what? I got off that call and I bought the book on Amazon. I thought, I've got to read this for myself because it's that cool. That's what happens when you point out, this is what's special to me. And it can be especially things that you think other people maybe not notice about what you're trying to do in your work. You know, for me, one of my favorite things is most of the drawings I do, I draw them like a sculpture, like I do like the shape of the sculpture and then paint the sculpture, but it's a 2D image. So I always do the silhouette first and fill in that piece and it gives them, it gives a particular feeling to it. Or the other thing I try to do is, you know, there's a lot of philosophy around picture books that say a true picture book is one that you have to have the words and the pictures to tell the full story and the space, the fun play between the pictures and the story is where it gets really good. And so a lot of times in my illustrations, I'm trying to show a narrative 
that exemplifies something from the text, but not directly. Like recently I posted on Instagram a piece that says better together. And in the picture, it's a bunch of dinosaurs teaming together to like sail on the water, fly in the sky, and one's riding the other one to reach different things. And I just like like telling this different narrative than uh, a specific narrative that's not specific in the text. And I'm always trying to show different things with the picture than I am with the words and coming together to say something more meaningful and, and play in that way. So point it out, make a post, highlight. Maybe it's just little weird characters in the background. Maybe, you know, I've heard Rostam, who we had on the show from, uh, he's a solo artist, used to be in Vampire Weekend. Heard him on Song Exploder, just like highlighting the different little sounds and how he got them and why they're satisfying. You know, that particular taste, you can actually calibrate your audience to pick up on that stuff and notice things and have a fuller appreciation of what you do. I think it's really cool. I like to highlight little characters or little taste decisions that you might not notice. That's one way of doing it. Number 22, easy one. It's going to fall on a Friday. Do a follow Friday on Twitter, on stories, on Instagram, whatever you want. Just share the love. Where did we, when did we quit sharing the love? <sighs> we used to do follow Fridays. I'm, let's do it again. It's a good way of showing up. It's a good way of sharing the wealth. Number 23, you need a PTP. <laughs> Another one of these three letter ones, personal tipping point. Share a piece of work that was a breakthrough piece for you and explain why. You know, for me, there is this drawing of my mom. It's a fantastical version of that where I tried to do everything I knew how to do at once. And I tried to combine my love of the fantastical, like, uh, you know, foliage and characters of Fraggle Rock with my taste for all things mid-century designer Alexander Gerard, and I tried to do everything at once, and I made this giant piece, and it was a landmark breakthrough piece for me. That piece for me was kind of like Kanye West's album, Dark Twisted Fantasy, in that it was him doing the maximal everything he could do, making new connections, and I felt like that was a landmark album for him. So take one of your pieces, highlight it, and say, this thing changed the way I create stuff because X, Y, and Z. You know, we talked about Waxahachie recently and how her covers of Jason Molina taught her to sing in a way that she didn't know she could, and that changed the way that she approached her next album, St. Cloud. You know, what were the landmark pieces? What were your PTPs, your personal tipping points? Number 24 is a solidarity post. You know, recently I was telling you about Lisa Congdon, my friend who posted about how there's all this pressure on Instagram for illustrators to do video and that that's just not her. And actually I had another friend, Melanie Matthews, who is an illustrator, post something in a very uh, similar light, feeling the same kinds of pressure by the algorithm to do video, but she makes static images alone in her room. And that's what she likes. She likes that quiet space of the illustrator. Now, I shared that to my stories, added some comments, and I had some really meaningful conversations in my DMs that day about it. Some actual human connection, which is what we're 
trying to get there. And so this is a solidarity, solidarity post. It's a piggybacking on something that someone else is doing. You're like, yeah, this is me too. I want to chime in on this. I want to back you up. And I could have very easily seen those two posts by those two separate friends and made my own post and called back and said, Hey, this is inspired by them. Except I like being on video. As you all know, (laughs) pretty obvious, but that's something you can do. Can you Go find people saying stuff that you're like, yeah, I just want to have solidarity with that and and share it or even make something inspired by it. Number 25, an SAT. I'm not talking about taking tests. I'm talking about sharing a tip. Okay, just sharing something that helped you a lot. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all the answers, but you know things that have helped you. And it's a great, easy way to show up to social media and say, Here's something that's helped me busting through these 26 and RGH. (laughs) So many three letter abbreviations. I don't know why, but an RGH repost a greatest hit. Okay. Like I said earlier, I was just going through and cataloging a hundred of my favorite episode arts for this podcast. It was super fun. And I use those pieces quite frequently in different places and say new things about them in the caption when there's something relevant, when there's something new I want to say about them. You know, I've found that contrary to, you know, common belief, social media isn't about showing up and doing new stuff over and over and over again. Most of the accounts that I follow that do really well, make sure that they reuse and repurpose different materials, even if they're saying something fresh with it. So how can you go back and play your greatest hits? That's what you, you want to see at the concert. Sure. You want to hear a peak of new stuff, but you want to hear your hit, man. So even the people that are familiar with it will love it. The people that aren't, will see it as new when, 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 all right. Number 27, an MVP, (laughs) not most valuable player, a multiverse piece. Okay, this is I've had fun with this recently. Show an alt version of something you've made. You know, I've heard uh, one of my favorite bands, Why, different versions of songs that are actually preferable to the main version. I've heard, you know, Grimes has a demo version of the song Reality on Spotify. It's the only one I'll listen to. I don't even want the album version. I love that version. There's nothing wrong with presenting the different options, the different color options. We, I do different color options for every single episode art and show friends and family and get, we all kind of chime in on it, but I've been trying to be more open about that and share some of that because it's fun and it's not a crime to have fun and be social on social media. That's what it's supposed to be for. And so, you know, even recently, as we were going to make prints of some pieces, I explored taking out the main character of the piece and replacing it with a variety of different types of humans. And sometimes like a piece just needs a different cast of the main star of that piece for it to shine. So what would it look like for you to share your MVP, your multiverse piece, how it could have existed in a different timeline. Number 28, a hobby post. Bring your social life, bring your life into social media. This can be also back to number one. We were talking about your nouns. You know, one of my nouns, 
video games. I become obsessed with video games as an adult. You know, I was hustling really hard in my twenties and I just completely divorced myself from playing video games. And now that I'm in a little bit more of a comfortable place, I've integrated video games into my nighttime routine. And I love video games. I've been talking about it a bunch and guess what? I've had some really cool opportunities. I've had a really cool, one particular super cool opportunity about video games that I'm going to share soon because of sharing my love of gaming. So how can you post? And even I think it's best to post things that aren't cool. The coolest thing in the world is someone who doesn't care about being cool. I learned that from my best friend in middle school, Matt Langworthy, a big football player who loved NSYNC. And, it, and we, everyone was like, what is wrong with you going on the first day of NSYNC's new album release and buying it from Sam Goody? You're super weird. But I was like, that's the birth of cool. Like share your nerdy hobbies, share your life, share your nouns. How can you share something that helps you stand out from the crowd, helps humanize you a little bit, you weird artist? <laughs> share hobbies, a hobby post. All right. The last stretch. You didn't think I could do it in under an hour, but I crushed your expectations. <laughs> number 29. No, number, yes, number 29. Oh, so many numbers. 29. Make a game. Make a game. You know, we did a post with uh, Big Cartel where we made this big find it post where you found different pieces of pizza. I've done a post with Nick Jr. with Paw Patrol where you had to find the different Paw Patrol characters in this massive carousel. That's creating new work. You can do that. It's fun to show up that way. On this day, the 29th, I'm going to post a search and find carousel for my book, A Pizza With Everything On It, the kid's book to find different things in the book because we packed in so many weird, funny little Easter eggs throughout that book. I'm going to create a post all about that, but you can, it can be even easier than that. You can do, you could do it as a hybrid with giveaway, or you can just do it for fun. You can say, how many colors can you see in this post? You know, if you do like flat colors, how many stars, how many, uh, you know, whatever, any different things you can put, pick from an old post from an old piece of work. You can even do it with Guess how many guitars are in this song in the actual recording? Guess how many, how many tracks were in this mix? Any kind of game, invite them into a conversation, into the process. Remember, you're the guide. You're not the hero. Make them part of it. They want to connect with you. You can even just post something and say, what's your favorite thing about this piece? This is my favorite thing. What's your favorite character? What's your favorite one? What part of this do you identify? You know, make it a participatory game. Can be fun. 30, number 30, get a little sentimental. A message to a past you. This could be, I didn't put it there, but it could be an MPY. A message to past you. Post an old piece of work. I like this one because I'm a sentimental kind of sap. Post an old piece of work with some encouraging feedback that you can see in it with the perspective of time. Something you wish someone would have said to you. Some perspective you wish you would have known that you couldn't see at the time. You know, for me, looking back at my first Kickstarter, it was for this daily drawing project that eventually turned into invisible things. And one of the videos in it, I'm, you know, it's hard for me to watch this video because it's, I'm so insecure. I'm a different person. I've changed so much. And I just wish that I could go back and just say, Hey, 
you have this amazing thing on your hands, but you're so in the essence of it that you're, you're, you're neglecting to package it. You're not giving, you're not spending enough time naming it, framing it for people because yes, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you should realize that other people always do. And I had all the essence and I just hadn't packaged it as invisible things. I hadn't packaged it as an idea that, that brought this whole wealth of stuff to life. And so I just wish I could go back and be like, dude, you have, you've actually stumbled into some of your creative essence here. And it's amazing. You should be, you shouldn't be insecure about this. You should be confident. You should be excited. You should be passionate about this. And you can, here's a little crit. Here's a little critique. You should think about how you package this essence. So get back to past you someone that desperately needed some encouragement and some helpful perspective and critique, post that piece, post that thing, and then send past you a message. Number 31. Number 31, a new piece. We finally got to a place where I'm not going to let you off the chain. Make an actual new piece. Come on, do something for Halloween for bonus points, right? Just make something new and post it. I did this as number 31 to show you, to prove the point. You don't have to be a robot content generating machine to succeed on social media. Okay, it's not all about just churning out quantity. There's a way to interact in a way that's quality connection with real people in a way that's fun. This episode was fun. These props are fun. I'm excited to go show up. And then on day 31, I'm going to post a new piece. So there you have it. There's our 31 social media post prompts. Okay, we did it. And we just, I just got under an hour. It's going to be slightly over an hour for the full episode with all the interstitial bits, but I did it. We did it. So many prompts, hopefully stimulating your creativity to show up on social media in a new way. Hopefully breathe some new wind into those social media sales uh, and bring some fresh stuff to your practice. Remember, You can use this episode as a smorgasbord buffet, pick and choose what you want, post whenever you want for the rest of the year, whatever, um, whichever speaks to you. Or if you want to join us for Peptober, post something with these individual prompts every single day from the 1st of October to the 31st. And only one of those has to be a new thing. Join us with it. Hashtag those Peptober. We're going to do it in celebration of the new social media class for Skillshare. This episode is completely different content than what I'm gonna go to on social media. If you're ready to level up your game, if you're ready to minimize your mental health woes in relationship to social media and actually have fun on the internet again. Do you remember how fun the internet was in the 90s? That's what I want to get back to with this class. I wanted to I want to show you, look, social media sucks for me sometimes too. That's totally true. But it's usually when I forgot the principles of how to engage the way that I talk about in this class. And I want to share with you a bunch of tips and tricks on how to separate 
what you're trying to achieve into different times and seasons and platforms and how to actively serve your audience so that social media serves your practice, not just your vanity metrics. So go check that out. Skillshare.com slash creative pep. If you've never been on there, you're going to get a free month trial. Take the class for free right now. We love Skillshare. They were amazing collaborators for this class. We are so proud of it. I cannot wait to hear what you think. Come tell me about it on social media once you've taken the class. Creative Pep Talk is part of the Coloop Podcast Network. Coloop is a network of creative podcasts designed to fuel your creativity. Make sure you never miss an episode of this podcast by signing up to the newsletter at creativepeptalk.com slash newsletter. You'll receive an email every week when a new episode airs, so you never miss one. Plus, you get instant exclusive access to the back catalog of episodes 1 through 199. Massive thanks to Y for our theme music. Thanks to Alex Sugg for our soundtrack. Thanks to Sophie Miller, a.k.a. Sophie Pizza, and Ryan Appleton for content assistance. Massive thanks to Connor Jones and the people at Pending Beautiful for editing this show so beautifully. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Until we speak again, stay pepped up.